driving in this morning here in the new year, and I was driving into the outpost and thinking about a quote by Howard Macy that I read years ago, used years ago, in Wild at Heart, which goes like this. He says, the spiritual life cannot be made suburban. It is always frontier. And we who live in it must not only accept that fact, but rejoice that it remains untamed. Hmm. And I was thinking, Craig, as you look at your life right now and you think back, how different is your life today from eh, 10 years ago? (laughs) You mean back in sixth grade? Gosh, that seems so long ago, John. 10 years ago, I think I knew a lot of this message. There's a larger story. Warfare is a category. God's fathering heart. Four streams. I knew them, but over the last 10 years, this message, this gospel, those truths have just gone much deeper that it feels like finished graduate school. And 10 years ago, I was seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And how different does your life feel today from 20 years ago? Oh, it's, it is unrecognizable. I see pictures of me in my herringbone tweed sport coat in front of the sermon sign in front of the church as a, as a pastor preaching and teaching about things I would never preach and teach about today. (laughs) (laughs) It's embarrassing. It's probably part of the journey that every young man goes through. But what I once taught and spoke of with such authority, it just isn't really even a part category in my worldview much anymore. Isn't that amazing Mm -hmm. how Macy's quote It's just so true as you look back on your own life. Friends, welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. We are beginning a new series that we felt very moved by God to do and to bring to you on frontiers, on facing new frontiers, navigating new frontiers, and Thus, the quote about the spiritual life always feels frontier, but it's not just the spiritual life. I think you just say life always feels frontier. And I was just thinking about I've had the joy of Uh knowing you for more than 30 years and just looking back and going, oh, my goodness, our lives are so different. Simple things, basic things. I. Yeah, let's hear yours, 15 years ago. Well, I had the fun the other night. We were with some friends who have younger boys and all younger than 10 years old. I think they're like eight, six, and five or something like that. And that's where we were. We had three boys and they were all kind of close together in age and playing with them, wrestling with them. We were playing ninja. And oh my goodness, talk about echoes of the past. I mean – You just think about parenting as an example, you know, 10 years ago. I remember your boys just always being naked. (laughs) 
flying off staircases. I, it and... was, yeah, it was really hard, especially Luke. It was really hard to keep clothes on them when they were young. They were free. They were wild. You know, you think about, I loved it. I loved that stage. I loved the Lego stage. I loved it. There was so much joy in those. And then, you know, into the teenage years and you got to adjust and that's a new frontier and you navigate that. And now, this past Christmas, we were on the rotation to have the kids. Having adult children, two of our sons are married. You have to accommodate the in-laws and their desires, of course. And so this was our year to have everyone at our house for Christmas. And I have young adult children now. I have married children. Comparing the difference between this and the Lego stage, it feels like just as you begin to get comfortable, get some sense of not mastery, but mm-hmm. at least familiarity with a stage of parenting, a stage of marriage, a stage of career, whatever it may be, even just a stage of your own body, mm-hmm. you know, it shifts again. Yes. It shifts again. And why do you think that is? What's that all about? Well, first off, John, let me just say, as you're saying that, I was just thinking of all the examples in Scripture, just, you know, Abram. I think he's at a probably comfortable stage of life, and God calls him to an entirely different country, which he knows nothing. You know, Moses, he's tending sheep. Right. You know, and there's this new frontier, and you begin to think that new frontier is just a common theme of not only biblical characters, but for us. And so when you say, why do I think that is, it seems like that's how God works. I mean, new frontiers, or whatever God is doing, new frontiers is a primary strategy of how he does it. He uses new frontiers to go after, to surface, to invite us into something new, different, Mm. deeper. Mm. Mm. Isn't that it? Oh, it's huge. And you just made me think of, I completely forgot that I had flagged this verse for today, but 1 John chapter 2, he says, I write to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, mm-hmm. because you have overcome the evil one. And then he repeats it. He loops back through. I write to you, dear children, because you have known the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong And the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. There's such a graciousness in the passage of what he's assuming, aside from the content, Mm -hmm. children, young men, fathers, right? Growth, change, development, progression, new stages, Mm -hmm. you know, to children know certain things about God, but young men know more, right? And fathers, oh my goodness, know much, much more than children and even young men do. Just made me think of we're in this process 
of growing up. Initially, we were going to entitle this something about change, navigating change, handling change, living with change. But change doesn't quite describe the spirit of what God's up to. Because I think when people hear the word change, you know, navigating change in your life, doesn't it tend to be negative? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, changes in your marriage, changes in your career, changes in your finances, changes in your health. You know, you can just, Mm -hmm. you know, the Christian bookstore is full of stuff on this. I think we see it as negative, right? We identify change as a negative thing. But the scriptures have a real different take on it. Yeah. This idea of new frontiers, positive, upbeat, God taking us. Mm -hmm. Yes, you were once a child. Now you're a young man. You were once a young man. Now I'm bringing you into fatherhood. You know, that Mm -hmm. we are meant to grow up. Mm -hmm. We are meant to grow up. And I think new frontiers are the primary ways that God does it. It's the invitation to grow up. But here's the interesting thing. Do you primarily look at your life as an invitation to grow up? Is that the framework? Probably not. I think I view my life through the lens that whatever is going on, God is behind it, fathering me. But probably not growing up, per se. Yeah. I mean, neither me. Uh Uh-huh. I think, and I'm embarrassed to admit, I feels like... The primary thing is get it figured out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever it is, get it figured out, get it buttoned down, you know, get it solved, make life work. In other words, something more along the lines of comfort, mm-hmm. stability, right? Mm-hmm. Happiness. Management. Yeah. But children, young men, fathers really caught my attention with this idea of the invitation of the scriptures. Okay, so here's another one. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul is talking about the work of Christ, his presence in our lives, the spiritual gifting he's given to the church. And then he says, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Mm-hmm attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I think the assumption is that God's primary aim is actually growing us up, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? He doesn't want you to stay as a child, though he blesses that stage. He doesn't want you to stay as a young man, though he blesses that stage, right? Mm -hmm. There's a a growth, there's a maturity, there's an invitation in I think that is going to help us look at, quote, change in our life in a totally different way. John, I really love what you're saying about this invitation of God for us to grow up. And again, I'm just going back and, uh, you know, if I gave it more time, I think I'd be overwhelming almost to just do a study of all these major characters that we just know so well in the Bible. And, you know, God coming to them as they're tending sheep and telling them they're going to be the deliverer of his people from the greatest superpower of all time, or that they will be the father of a great nation. And, you know, they're 100 years old and their wife is, you know, the same. And it's like these new frontiers not only are they often seemingly 
beyond our ability to reach or grasp or fulfill, but God is inviting us to kind of follow him into something that looks absolutely impossible and forbiddable. I mean, I think of a frontier as a rainforest, as the Wild West, and you're on a bluff or on a river bend, and you're looking at it and you're going, how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. How are we going to accomplish this? Yeah. And when we were on the White Rim last spring, you just looked at the map, you looked at the terrain, and you just thought, <laughs> you know, this is beyond How us. in heaven's name yeah. are, are we going to navigate this? Yeah. yeah. In, in so many areas of life. I mean, friends, as you're tracking with us, you I mean you just start ticking it off, like in relationships, mm-hmm. you know, I just had to cross a new threshold last night via Skype, but in a relationship that some things needed addressing, some things needed to get surfaced, huh. some things needed to get spoken to and, you know, crossed into a new frontier in that in relationships and your health and mm-hmm. finances yeah, there's internal and external frontiers that there, God is going to call us to. Yeah. But going back to a question you asked earlier, John, and I, and I don't know if we've hit it or clarified it, is so what's behind the new frontiers? What are these things about? Why, you know? Let me try and recast this for our friends. Yes, God has us talking about change here at the beginning of a new year. But what we're actually trying to do, I think he's up to something else. I think we tend to lump all things into the category of change Hmm. and then perceive it as essentially negative, things to be adjusted to, accommodations, sacrifices must be made, rising up, make better choices, be more disciplined, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Step one, he had us rename the series. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. This is about new frontiers. And God is in that. God is in an invitation to us. I think he clearly he's woven it into the fabric of life. Like Mm -hmm. you don't get to stay at any stage very long, right? And I love the Lego stage Mm -hmm. as a dad. I actually loved the teenage years once we got it figured out. You know, those were some great years. And whoa, I mean, to suddenly be in the empty nest and now adult children. And you don't get to stay in any stage very long. Yes. God has woven it into the nature of life. He's woven it clearly into the scriptures. And what you see in the scriptures is a very different posture, kind of this resounding excitement over it. Mm -hmm. Positive. And there's an invitation And I think the invitation at its core is for us to learn to follow him. I think it's certainly it's about our maturing, our growing. He wants us to grow. He he doesn't want stagnation. Even if we're comfortable and we like it and it's a really neat stage, there's an invitation to grow, an invitation to follow. And so... What we want to do with this series is maybe recast the way that we're looking at the new frontiers in our lives. Yeah. Maybe reframe our understanding of 
frankly, how we handle it mm-hmm. and what God's up to in it. I think he's got some great, great things for mm-hmm. us. And rather than trying to dive into those today, I think what we want to do today is just introduce this idea of, have you noticed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you noticed that the spiritual life cannot be made suburban? It is always frontier. We who live in it must not only accept, but rejoice yeah. that it remains untamed. So to our listeners, what's the question we want to put out there? Is it, as you look at your life, does it feel suburban? Does it feel frontier? What are the new frontiers you're facing or transitioning into? Yep. Is that it? Yeah, that and Jesus. Where are you leading? Hmm. Where are you taking me in this new year? What do you have for me? Jesus, it is your nature to invite us into new frontiers. Show me where you're inviting me. Mm -hmm. Friends, I'm going to do something that I don't know that we've done before. I actually recommend a couple of worship songs you're going to love and I think are going to be helpful to you as we do this series together. It's two songs that Stacy and I have really been enjoying lately. One is called Oceans, and then the subtitle of the song is parentheses, Where Feet May Fail. Then it's by Hillsong United. And the second song we've been enjoying so much lately, cranked in our house a lot, hmm. is the song It Is Well by Christine DeMarco and Bethel Music. Not the old hymn, but rather a new worship song. Yeah, that's good. You've been listening to the Ransom Heart Podcast with John Eldridge and Craig McConnell, part one in a new series. Here at the beginning of a new year, we are excited and invite you to join us as we experience new frontiers and what Christ is inviting us all into, how we handle it, how we process it, what he's after, how to follow, how to live well into new things. 